0: So hello, my people. Welcome back to another episode of The Keith Chronicles. Y'all know we back for another episode of Kicking It with Keith, and like I told y'all, my ass is starting to get spoiled. Look, y'all, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this by myself because I'm starting to get spoiled. Like, I don't know. This, this is gonna have to, at this point, be a a guest podcast kind of situation. Because yeah, um, and I'm, ch- I'm 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 rambling because I'm fanning out. It is what it is. I'm gonna go ahead and get my guest on here. Um, he is. Listen, he's a reality star. He's an entrepreneur. I do believe he is. You have in the PR industry as well, if I'm not mistaken. We're going to go ahead and get my buddy, Mr. Ray Cunningham on her. Hello. <laughs> What's up? What's up? What's up? What's no, up? OK. I, ha- I have to say this before we start. OK, let me ask you one question first before we start anything. Uh-huh. Before I even let you intro yourself. What year did College Hill air your, your season?
1: My season aired in 2006.
0: Oh my god. So listen 15 years ago. (laughs) Well I can tell you one thing. The reason why you got me acting so crazy over here is because I've been following you since, since I have no listen, College Hill. Was my shit. I thought it was the most amazing thing to me.
1: I'm trying to remember what social media was out then. I think it was MySpace. No, no,
0: no. So not so not not following, like per se, like, oh, I'm following in your followers, but like I've just been familiar with you since oh. then. And to be completely to be honest with you, I haven't come across other people from the franchise, so it was just, it was very refreshing to see you kind of come back out, and no, I'm, no for real, like 2006, I was, I was about 15, I've been, look, by 15, damn, he was a I'm twink. okay with
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> My friends still say that's what I am, and I be getting mad every time, but I feel like that's like <laughs> Shaman, so I shouldn't do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but yeah. Okay. So, I done took I done took over your damn intro. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell the people where you are. I mean, who you are, what you, where you're from, what you do. Okay. Well,
1: for those who do not know who I am, which is totally fine, my name is Ray Cunningham. Um, over the years, my social media name, Mister Ray, has became has become my stage name. So I go by Mister Ray. Um, I use it with two S's, Mr. with two S's. People always say, How do you, people always pronouncing my name, Miss Terry, and all this. It's Mr. with two S's. <laughs> Mr. with two S's. So, I didn't, I don't like introducing myself as like, Hi, I'm Ray and I'm gay. I think that's so cliche. And I was yeah. like, you know, with me being a PR major and a PR expert if you want to say I was like, how can I introduce myself and put everything in one name and I was like well I'm gay mister, miss, mister is authoritative and I was like hmm and I said, Mister with two S's. The two S's can symbolize gay, and I was like, okay, Miss. Mm. Miss I don't want to be Miss Ray because they're gonna have no, no stranger walking up on me in front of my nephews calling me Miss Ray, confusing them. <laughs> You'd be
0: like, she me him, she me him, right?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. You don't know me like that. they didn't call me Miss Nothing, so I was like, you know what, Mister Ray, Mister Ray. So I am Mister Ray. Um, some of you may know me from College Hill on BET. Then there's, of course, there's Love and Hip Hop on VH1. I worked with WeTV for about five years doing all their digital work for them. Um, you might know me through Twitter or Instagram or I have a book out. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm a, I'm a cultural reference because I yeah. am the yes. first black yes. gay to be on reality TV. Well, I'm one of the first, but I'm the first black gay on BET for us, by us. So, yeah.
0: You the only one that we remember. I'ma say that because let me tell you something. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody's on here watching me, if anybody I grew up with, and look, they all we all was on college, like College Hill was that thing back in the day. So yeah. I don't know, like you know, and I don't mean to jump straight into it, but I'm just gonna say you are so Reserved in the way I just I applaud you for how you have handled yourself in a lot of those situations. On, Child, on those
1: lots of liquor, lots of liquor, yeah. and a I, and a couple I mean, good checks.
0: And if I'm not <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, if I'm thinking back correctly, and I could be completely wrong, but I feel like on College Hill, you flip the fuck out on everybody in the house over a <laughs> bottle of liquor. <laughs>
1: Well, the girls have upgraded. We don't drink Henny anymore. You know, we do, do say and Moet now. But <laughs> I was stressed. You I remember, that was senior year. We were filming the show. Yeah. There was It was a lot of things. A lot of interesting things were going on while we were filming College Hill. Specifically, they wanted me to come out on television. And I honestly did not have that conversation. Though it aired on the first mm-hmm. episode. That yeah. conversation and that dialogue didn't start happening till towards the end of filming when we had been filming for about a month straight, literally every single day. We didn't have any off days. They literally filmed us Monday through Friday before class, during class, and after class. And whatever we did, off campus. And I was just like, fuck it. We're going to talk about it.
0: And So that's probably, <laughs> that's one of those things where they, where they say that, Cause you know how they say some reality shows are scripted, but mm. then there's a whole thing about okay, it's not scripted per se, but there is a production behind it. So there's a, there's you a show going the show. in. Yeah, although you wasn't going in like I'm gonna do this. There's probably somebody like, look, this is you do this. This is going. This is going flat. Cause I remember. I remember. I re- I say this. I think the reason why you resonated with me so much was because I was a young. Black, gay, male, and I wasn't allowed to tell nobody I was gay. You know what I'm saying? Like everything right. that you were going, every, you were going through a process that I couldn't even imagine at that point. You know what I'm saying? And so on for TV, me,
1: it was crazy.
0: Oh, I, it's like I could not. I could. I I came out on a smaller scale. Like my granny was like, okay, well, we got to tell your granddad, and I was like, oh, we want more, <laughs> more people. We want more people to know. So, right. You know, <laughs> so that, that to me was just so crazy. Like I was the. I was the. I was the quote, unquote, masculine gay guy that didn't nobody know was gay. So I would be, like, at home on my laptop watching Noah's Ark and shit, like, under my covers. I was, too. I I
1: had to buy it on DVD in the hope I didn't even know what the packaging was going to look like. I ordered it online. Because, remember, Logo was new back then, and you had to pay for that channel. So I'm like, how am I going to get Logo? I'm in college. When I go home, how am I going to get Logo? So I saw it somewhere. I don't remember exactly where I saw it. a friend of mine, Jermaine, had logo. He was gay. He had a house. And we were watching in his house. And I was just so... I remember he ended up becoming my mentor, but Rodney Chester's character, Alex, was me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is on TV. Like, I was nervous to watch it. Like, it was a thing back then, like, to watch a gay show, a black yeah. gay show. It was like, I loved it, but I was scared to watch it. Yeah. And then I said, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to order it on DVD and watch it on my DVD player. And then I was freaking out because I'm like, oh, my God, what packaging is it going to come in? Do they know what logo is? Is (laughs) Is it it going to show up with a dildo? (laughs) Yeah, it's going to show up with a man on the front hugging each other? Like, I just did not know what the packaging looked like. And it actually came to my grandma's I sent it to my grandma's house because she don't go through my mail. But I just remember being black and being gay was such a... It was such an untalked about thing. Yeah. It was nothing you did in public. I mean, even going to the gay club, like, I went to my first gay club. I mean, by then, college, it was airing, it was yeah. on. I was getting booked at gay clubs and I had never been to a gay club before. Like I drove past them. I had seen it. And I'm like, yeah. look at them outside in line. They are
0: intimidating before you go in the first time. They're super intimidating. You, you almost don't want to get like categorized yeah. the whole, like, oh, they ain't about to see me up in there. Shit. Right. Or you didn't want to be in
1: line. I just remember always driving by this one spot in Virginia. It was in Richmond called Colors um and the line used to be around the block so you literally could drive from the main street down the side street and you could see everyone that was in line i
0: was like Ooh, <laughs> thank god social media wasn't a thing back then they just snap 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 Look, no for real now, I remember. Yeah. I remember being super, super terrified of the gay club. Terrified of anybody who even yes. looked like there was gay coming around me because I didn't <laughs> want it to like rub off on me. And then, like once I went to the gay club, you couldn't keep me out, that motherfucker couldn't
1: keep me
0: out of it. That's why I learned, been.
1: I learned everything about Mister Ray at a gay club in that year that I. I mean I literally came out on TV my friends knew I yeah. was gay but I tell people it's different from you knowing you're a gay and accepting you're gay and then saying to your saying I'm loud to other people yes. that you're gay but being gay on TV is two different things and it was that period because you got to remember when College Hill aired um BT uh, had a special that came on called. Uh, it was about down low men, and this is around the time that Terry McMillan's husband had came out gay, and sh- it was uh, it was just a stigma yeah. about being black, being gay on the down low. It was a thing, and so here, my little gay ass, <laughs> I'm, on, <laughs> I'm on TV, and I became the face of a community that I was not even familiar with. Right. I knew nothing about it. I, di- I didn't know. I, bit- I didn't even know how to flee. I didn't know what that was then. Like, I didn't know. I, didn't I still know don't anything.
0: know how to flee. Oh, you to need
1: to get that. That'd- I
0: don't be getting fucked, so I don't know. Oh, so you know, I'm going to say, you must not be a bottle. So- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I just didn't know anything, and I became this poster boy for this entire community that I was not familiar with, but I was so blessed that when College Hill came out and we started traveling and promoting... Noah's Ark was on, and I was able to travel with the guy from Noah's Ark we had a lot of promotional appearances together, so Rodney and Daryl and Doug those guys and Christian, they all became like my uncles And like, yeah. we were in Sizzle, we were in DC Pride, we were in Baltimore we were in New York, we were in Philly of course I lived in by then I, you know, I graduated I moved to LA so I was with them in all the LA bars and just they really took me in and I really gravitated the most to Rodney and he ended up becoming my agent and he signed me to Trio Agency and he rep me for like five years um, until I just decided oh, I don't think I want to be an actor I didn't even want to be an actor he just wanted to groom me yeah. give me give the media, that media training, training that I needed yep mm-hmm. which, which they contact. don't do no more they don't do they don't that do no it. more Rodney Wait. Chester, Rodney Chester took me in and did that for me. We're still friends to this day. We checked in all during COVID and he was telling me, I knew about Cro- the, those are Rona Chronicles before it you know, was mm-hmm. announced and everything. And because um, the conversation, I'm giving you some tea. The conversation was with me, him and Patrick at the time was well, with he and I specifically um, was I was going to come on as Rodney's gay nephew. But they end up using Titus for a different character, though. But all of us, me, Titus, it's so many of us that came up just idolizing Rodney Chester and that character of Alex, because so many of us was Alex and we didn't have a place and we didn't know where we fit in. And Alex, Rodney Chester made that character and that type of friend cool. So I love him for that. I
0: remember watching him do that. Uh I remember watching him do that uh that drag episode. And that drag episode, it was powerful. I'm not going to lie, like me, me back in the day, I was probably like, what the fuck is he doing? But like now as an adult and then looking back at something like that, just imagine how powerful that moment is. And then seeing how powerful it is for your man to love you and accept you. In all of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, when I was I used to think I was weighed all day. Like, I was like, <laughs> Oh, I ain't got his bone, his skins, he's a little cuter than I am, but I'm weighed, I'm like daddy. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god, <laughs> Jensen is but such it's, a sweetheart. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to me, it is so insane. Uh, because you're uh I've done two interviews in the last couple of days. Um, and the other one with was with uh, Jeremy Copeland. That's my, and it's that's so, my nephew. It's <laughs> so in, it's so insane to me that it was like he mentioned and spoke so highly of Rodney as well. Hell, I'm sitting here like what the. I got that dude to get on Rodney's good side. Like he seems to be, he seems to be grooming and come, you know, putting you on his bosom and shit. Like jang langa, lang. I'm trying to do it. Rodney does not get
1: the credit he deserves in our community. Rodney has fostered and has became like a industry uncle to so many of us. Like. Um, Frank Gat- Frank Gatson um, has most of the dancer boys and everybody knows Frank, you know, he works with Beyonce. Everybody knows uncle Frank, uncle Frank. So Frank and Rodney are best friends. So was, I was able to meet Frank through Rodney, but Rodney has groomed so many of us in the industry that have had longevity because, yeah. you know, a lot of the gays are popular for a season yes. or a moment. And where are they 15 years later? Cause I mean, there's been numerous, um, gay characters on larger shows and have done way more than I did, um, but they're not here. I'm not saying they're not physically yeah. here, but they're not working. They're not
0: here. I know where, they, at.
1: They, all all know they, where all, they are They
0: all in jail now because they're they going to be in 15 <laughs> years. They all going to be in jail because they didn't pay their OnlyFans taxes. That's where they at. <laughs> That's where the gays well, are going to be. I'm just
1: well, I'm not on the platform, but um, those that are, I wish them well. Um, but no, Rodney Chester does not get his flowers. Yep. He, Jeremy Copeland is an awesome person as well. I met, I actually met Jeremy the first day he got to LA. We turned up, got drunk. Okay. He passed out in the bathroom and. He's just been, I said, okay, I can't have the boy laid out not my bathroom now. And he's been my industry nephew oh, ever since. I love Jeremy.
0: I love Jeremy. You're like, oh, sweet baby. Uh-uh. We ain't, gonna, we ain't about to roll like that out here. You two?
1: No, we're not going to do that, but um, there's Jeremy's. Uh, he's an awesome guy. I've actually done a couple projects with him. Actually, I hosted the Chasing LA reunion, his first season of Chasing Oh, LA. I think I
0: did see that. Ooh.
1: Yes, I'll be back for the second reunion, Ooh. and um, Jeremy's a part of another project that I'm putting together that should be announced very soon. I think soon, he was so. telling me.
0: I think he was teasing something about something. Yes, and I was like, I know it. He was like, No, it's, I don't even know it. So no, you don't know.
1: <laughs> no, uh, it's gonna be and it's gonna be a game changer. It's it's gonna be awesome it's gonna it's my next chapter and i'm so excited to be the creator and executive producer of that so i'm on my
0: Shawnee o'neal right now that's all i can say so (laughs) so, uh, what that is i can't give you no 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 listen i gave you that no that that is amazing that is that's uh that's Black excellence, because now I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. And the reason why I'm giving that to you is because, yes, we do see. Okay, for instance, let's just say we might see somebody on a reality show two or three years ago. They was popping on their season. Now we ain't seen or heard from them ever again since you, my friend have been able to foster relationships and maintain your you know identity in the industry for over 15 years. And so my thing about that is the reason why I'm saying like I want to give you your flowers when it comes to that is because a lot of people they go into reality shows thinking i'm just about to get on tv they don't think about the opportunities that they can have with it they don't think about mm-hmm. the opportunities they can ruin with it they don't think about mm-hmm. the they don't think about what can i do once i'm not on here or what can i do to get a bag a different way or to be on or to have my own platform on the same level. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's amazing.
1: Thank you so you know, much. Um, I never went into, I didn't go into College Hill wanting to be a reality star Cause you gotta remember. yeah, That probably I one a thing. Really, it was, College Hill was the first ever black reality TV series. Yo. So we are the blueprint yeah. of that and everything has been built around us and what that show was able to create. Um, and even when I left College Hill, um, when I leave College Hill, you just do one season. I went and worked at BET mm-hmm. and I've, I've worked on camera. I've worked off camera uh, with production and I've worked in the office. Um, so I have a unique experience of working all three angles yeah. of this in, in this industry. Um, but I never wanted to be a reality star. Even when I went on Love and Hip Hop, I was like, when I got the phone call, I was like, okay, I'm meeting the next generation of people that's how I looked at it I'm getting reintroduced and that's how I went into it and I didn't honestly expect anything from love and hip-hop I did not I didn't know what it was going to be because I knew that reality tv was way different now than what it was when I started and we saw what I mean my first season was pretty explosive I mean I was in I mean I was in 80% of the trailer though I was not I was a guest people don't even know that I was only supposed to be in one scene of one episode. Wow. And I ended they up love staying ass. the whole season. And then I've been there with three, four seasons. So, um, and that was a fun chapter. I mean, it was interesting. I got to meet a whole slew of new new online support. Um, met some people, most of the people on Good Love and Hip Hop, which is why it was easy for me to do the show outside the drama that came with it. I knew all of them prior to going on the show. 'Cause I worked in I worked in the industry. I worked doing PR. Like you look at my old Facebook, I got pictures with all with all of my cats. You know, like I knew Monique before Monice had her kids.
0: Damn, and that was before season one. Yeah.
1: That was yeah, before, before season one. I've known I knew I've known Tierra. I mean, I met Brooke Valentine and I came out at the same time. Brooke released Girl Fight when we were doing our College Hill promo. So I did wow. a of promo events back in 06 with Brooke when Brooke was first starting. I knew Marcus when he used to date one of my homegirls. I'm not saying her name because she's happy. They're both happily married now, but I've known Marcus forever. Um, Tiara. The only person I really didn't know was Nikki. I mean, even down to Masika, like Hazel E was my publicist when I was doing College Hill.
0: Wow. So Hazel's been, so, okay. So actually, with that being said, Jason should have probably put some respect on Hazel's name when they had their little thing because it seemed like she's been in the industry before. See, and
1: even that argument didn't make sense to me because I, Jason Lee was honestly the first friend that I had in L.A. I met Jason Lee later the first week I moved to L.A. I met him at an SWV show. We sat together because Jason used to be a talent manager and he was managing someone that was on College Hill season two so i've known i've known these people forever so that's why i was like you come for you come for me bitch i got dirt on you from 10 years ago so let's
0: (laughs) it may it makes sense for you to get onto that platform then you know what i'm saying so so okay can i ask you can i so are you still a part of it i am still
1: contracted and a part of the love and hip-hop franchise I am not contracted and I will, and I am not a part of the Love and Hip Hop Family Reunion series. That's a whole different series.
0: Got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a whole other contract
1: and I'm not signing nothing extra.
0: Do you, do you, uh, because I do remember when you came into uh, Love and Hip Hop, I do feel like, and you know, also, I'm not trying to give away no secrets or nothing Mm -hmm. like that, but I just study stuff. So it is what it is. Um, I know sometimes they'll, they'll, Fake foster relationships to bring a character onto the show or something like that. You know, they'll be like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm friends with so and so, and yeah, we about to hang out or whatever." And then there'll be a there'll be an actual character on the show. So, as far as like I know, you came in, you were the husband or the gay husband of Monis and Messi. and Mia. See, they
1: they took Mia. They Nia. were phasing, unfortunately, they were phasing Mia out season four. But Mia, okay. Mia is the person who recommended me for this show and got my interview for me. She called She called me and was like, hey, they're casting. Uh, we just wrapped season three. They're I moved to L.A. in May, uh, June, July, the summer of 2016. I left D.C. to come back to L.A. because I was tired of my corporate. I had a corporate PR job in D.C. working through Amtrak. And I just was like, I'm ready to go back to L.A. My mom wasn't, her health wasn't the best at that time. And I was just like, I think I just need to be, I want to go back to L.A. I want to give it a second run. I think I want to go back. And as soon as I moved to LA, I was back. Like, it was like I never left. I was at the parties. I was at the I was everywhere. And so my girlfriend, Nia Riley, called and was like, hey, we're casting. I gave him your name, so you should be getting a phone call. And literally the next day, I got a phone call um, by so i You know moved- she's my
0: cousin. Oh, really? No, we just got the same last name. I just really I just like to feel important sometimes. Oh my
1: God. So I literally was in LA for a month, and I was casted and contracted for Love and Hip Hop.
0: Literally. So do, do you? Are you? Are you glad that you did that, or do you ever? Okay, no, I'm gonna say this because I feel like I don't ever want nobody to go into a situation and regret anything that they did. But if I'm if if I can be completely like you know transparent, the shit that you had to endure on that show, I oh, do not child. think that I don't personally personally, you know how, I'm going to say this, you know, there are some people who I feel like they wish that they could be more confrontational, right? Some people wish they could, you know, be like more, some people like myself who are too confrontational wish that they could not be like that and not aggress situations. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen you in so many situations handle, hold your, I mean, obviously until somebody,
1: now I threw drinks on this show now I've thrown drinks and yeah, I, but, I did but, my fair share but
0: but who started that though
1: um most of those most of those arguments
0: but not who started it we ain't calling no names no, but I'm more so saying it's not, not even composure. it's not
1: even but the way it looked on there was way more than went on that was actually aired um, Lord, it was way more I mean they could have made a whole season of just the shit I filmed
0: that gave me anxiety just watching like it gave I, me I was anxiety
1: right. being in it um <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll say this much looking back today, looking back and who I, where I am now mentally and spiritually and just where I am professionally. Um, I don't want to say it was a mistake. Um, mm-hmm. I did meet some interesting people by being a part of that show. Um, and then I lost some friendships being a part of that show. Cause it's a different, right. it's a different world when you work in reality TV with friends.
0: Um, yes, uh, yeah, yep. it
1: is different. Um stri-
0: especially if you say they got dirty feet.
1: So, <laughs> sure. um I I don't want to say I regret doing love and hip hop. I would definitely say that I was given by different industry peers I was warned. But I was in a position where I had been off TV since 2006. And I was working with we TV at the time. Remember, I do. I was with we TV for five years, but it was all digital. It was all online. I was like, no, I want to be on TV. And I was like, if I'm going to do anything, if I'm going to do reality TV again, it has to be bigger than what I've already done. And as far as I was concerned, the only thing that was bigger than College Hill and it was significant as College Hill was the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I couldn't be a housewife um, and I couldn't be a basketball wife. And so loving hip hop, um, was the oh, next no,
0: season, season <laughs> one had a couple, had a couple, you know, male housewives to there.
1: Dwight. Dwight was the only one with a green screen. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, at the time I just felt like this was a good reintroduction. I didn't think it was going to be a problem because I said, these are my friends, Mia, Masika, Monise, um, Tiara. I mean, even if you look at the show leading up to before, while we were filming, I was, with, yeah. I was around them. I just couldn't physically say what I was doing. And I thought it'd be fun to just work with my friends. I said, how cool is this? I'm coming back on TV and I'm working with my friends.
0: And I didn't, <laughs> all hell broke loose.
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie. Season four season four made Love & Hip Hop what it was for Hollywood.
0: Yeah. And you, I always say Love & Hip Hop Hollywood for me is the, no shade to the other franchises. Because, you know, obviously you got Miami. You got the Trick-to-Trainers and stuff like that. But to me, I always said Hollywood is the season to me. That had the actual like superstars, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: everybody on Hollywood, real. and I'm even the people that I don't care for, everybody on Hollywood, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood season four and season five, and I'm gonna put it into season six. Every season that I was a part of for Love and Hip Hop, everyone could carry their own weight, everyone had their own name, and everyone had their own lane. And that's why Hollywood was as big as it was season four, season five, and season six. I mean, even with Safari and K. Michelle, who I love, K. Uh, Lyrica and A1, and, I mean, even... Omarion, Lil' Fizz, Keisha Cole, hey, Ray Bula. J, Yo-Yo, like, we have heavyweight Yo-Yo. names. We have heavyweight names, and i film filmed scenes with all of them. I've gotten to film with everybody, so...
0: And Apple Watch.
1: Apple Watch. Apple, I mean, even Love & Hip Hop introduced the world to Apple Watch. I mean, like... I, I call her Apple Watch. It, I, I got it. It's just... I don't regret the show at all. I don't regret doing it. I regret some of the situations that I... I regret some of the situations that I was a part of. I'm not an angel. I'm not innocent. Now, this mouth... But at the same time, I'm also used to dealing with a certain pedigree of people.
0: Yes. And so,
1: um, if anything, I regret some of the associations that came with the show. If that's if I can say that in a nice way.
0: Okay, do you, is there is there anybody that you uh, actually did, because I I feel like I've seen you actually hanging out with uh, I'm gonna quit disrespecting her and calling her Apple Watch. <laughs> Apple, I feel like I've seen you hanging out with Apple Watch outside of the show. So.
1: We were friends at one point in time. We were very close at one point in time. Um, during se- We met during season five. Actually, I was in her first scene and she filmed with us. She was a guest and we didn't even know she was there. And she was walking Cast on her butt
0: cheeks. I remember. Yeah.
1: Woo! And I was in that scene, but I got edited out of that scene because someone who shall remain nameless decided they didn't want to film that day. So, and she was in her feelings about whatever was going on. So all of my my moments were cut from that scene because she wasn't there, so I literally was just standing there. Um,
0: so it's scene. not who I was thinking, Then Okay, never mind. Yeah. I remember who was all in that scene. So She wasn't even in the scene. She didn't even show up.
1: Um, so that was a waste of time in a two-hour ride, but hey, that's whatever. Um, we so didn't out outside out of, the show.
0: Out of everybody on there, um, who did you foster the the best relationship like one the person that you didn't think that you would be so close like who are you still really close to till this day like that you didn't think would be that you didn't think would you would be that close with
1: honestly if you were to go off of just public perception i didn't i never would have thought i'd be friends with apple watts okay um um on on but i met her and i got to know her and I know Taylor. I know I know the real person okay. that is Apple. Yeah. And she and I were both on two different journeys, but we were going in the same direction. And I connected with her on that level. But unfortunately, that friendship was a little toxic. Um, okay. But someone that I did actually get close to, and was always cool with her, um, but just out of association and just being appropriate, I did not really, either one of us pursued the friendship, but, you know, we've been pretty much like, not working for 2 Well, not, let me not say not working. Yeah. We have not been filming, filming for two years. And, you know, we got close because of, you know, her kids and then me being as close as I am being the uncle that I am with my kids. Um, and Princess and I got really close afterwards. Um, and we we speak and text regularly, we hang out. I, see, I go to her events to support her. She comes to my stuff. But we just did, we st- I came on as Monisa's gay husband, and you know where they were at that point in time.
0: Oh, and they was and, like all in one
1: Yeah, they yeah. were. And it was just a very intense situation off camera, more than what it was on camera. And they um and when they finally got to a boiling point where it was time the to just, wedding, I princess wrote hit me and was like, you let your motherfucking friend know she wants to do this, do that, do that, do that, do that. I hit my number, tell that bitch to call me. So I call Monique, like, girl, Princess called me and told me. So they have squashed that and they made amends with that season five at the reunion. And of with course.
0: When, um, know, I, lyric was was, when she started throwing those rocks and I, shit,
1: I was there. I got wet. I got shit thrown at me. I was, I was right there. there. Like,
0: Princess was mad, boy.
1: Me and me and I was standing on the side of the table where Princess was. A one and I were standing beside each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it was so that scene so was gorgeous. so crazy. So oh my god! But um, and she and monise Um, well, I learned my lesson through the situation with Masika and Hazel and Alexis. I actually introduced... Let me just go backwards right quick and this will explain this. I met Masika in Atlanta through my girlfriend, Drea, who used to be on Basketball Wise. They were friends. Well, they are friends. And Drea introduced me to Masika because I left L.A. briefly to go to... I moved to Atlanta for a year. And I met him, I met Masika while she was in Atlanta. As I was moving to, so when I finally moved to Atlanta, Masika was moving to LA. And she was like, who are some people I need to know and meet in LA? I want to get in the TV. I want to do stuff while I'm in LA. And I said, Oh, my publicist hit up he hit up Hazel. So that's how Masika and Hazel were friends season one. They met Oh, um, me. okay.
0: Yeah, I was about to say season one. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I learned my lesson through that situation because the read season four, if you notice, remember, me and Hazel had seen this together, and we never had an issue. It was Alexis that had an issue with Masika. Yeah. And so by me being the dedicated friend- And
0: with you. Yeah,
1: because I spoke about her, but I was speaking of her- She said she
0: was going to slap you. I wanted her to. It's, I feel you. No, I feel you. Don't you hate that shit when girls just be kind of like, yeah. no, mom, that's another one. I still,
1: one. the same way I felt about her then, I still feel that way to this day. That's why the bitch got her wig slashed off at the at the club from Akbar. But anyway, um, I don't, oh, I don't shit. like her. Yeah, I don't like her. Monique snatched her a wig,
0: too. I remember No, I remember Monique snatching her. I didn't know Akbar got her I hands on I just seen
1: them. on the shade Room the other day that Akbar had a whole wig in her hand that said it was Alexis's. So she hasn't learned anything. But um, that's that. That's whatever.
0: Um, I feel like I want to give her my first child, but, like, I don't know if she's smart enough to, like, deal with it. Um, other than <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, and you to gotta understand too, I met Alexis when she was 20. She came on our show, she was the youngest cast member. Like she had her 21st birthday on the show when we were when the show premiered. And I was like, I was like, damn, she's about as old as my nieces. I don't know, but anyway, I don't talk about her. Give her no
0: energy. Yeah, you're um, right. This is about you. Yeah.
1: Um, but <laughs> through that whole situation of season four, I was like, I'm not getting in no more bitch shit. I'm not getting yeah. no bitch shit. So when so I never took a side with like even if you remember when Princess was pregnant and Molice was trying to throw that chair at her. I was holding yeah. Modi's back to keep her from throwing the chair at Princess. Lord, um, it was. I was involved with in all kind of crazy shit.
0: That so shit I, was hectic, though. I could actually kind of see that that probably did get crazier off camera. They
1: watered that scene down. They watered that scene down because when I tell you, that was the most explosive scene. Like outside of what I was involved in with season four, that scene. I'm getting anxiety thinking about it because it was so much that went on, and then. That part of her running out the door, me chasing behind her. That dip. child,
0: you know, what's crazy? One thing I want to say about pregnant girls that I've learned uh, when it comes to pregnant women, and I know this because you know, sisters, cousins, all that stuff. And for some reason, it seems like when girls get pregnant, a lot of other girls want to start like messing with them or some oh, other baby no, mamas no, or something. No, 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 no. Now, I love
1: my princess and I, you know, I respect ponies, but no, no, no,
0: no, no. No she was no she was but I'm more so saying like I know it's, it's a thing where, like a girl when she's pregnant and she ha- and she wants to fight somebody it almost always happens when she drops that baby it's almost like bitch I got you when I know And drop that's exactly what Princess said almost- on stage.
1: She's yeah. and See this is the other thing yeah. I don't understand.
0: Season 5 she was like bitch it's going to happen. Season
1: 5 <laughs> when we filmed that when Princess it. was on stage Paris was in that scene now y'all don't you don't know the backstory with me and Paris. I'm Paris season four when she wasn't on the show. When Zell and I were having our issues, she was always. It was yeah. a lot of off-camera stuff that went on. Me and her had already gotten into it, and then me and her had filmed a scene previous to that that didn't even air where we got into a fight at the studio with K Michelle. Me and Paris got into a physical altercation at the studio in front of K Michelle. It was so when that scene popped up when Shut Princess walked in, oh. when Princess walked in and went on stage and Paris was with her. I was like oh it's about to be Paris and Princess versus Ray and about that's, that's, let's motherfucking go because I like I don't like this big bitch already because um, I like we didn't already got it too and she didn't like me based off of him getting fired mm. so it was a no season 5 was crazy based they on who getting
0: fired Zell Zell
1: had gotten fired because four. he slapped
0: you at that reunion Yes. Well, he tried to slap you. I don't know if it happened because that
1: he did not physically touch my face. My yeah. hands, I had was covering my face, and the whatever he was wearing scratched up my hands. That's where the blood came from. My hands and my wrists were scratched up because I was sitting like this, crouching down, and he was windmilling my my head, the top of my head. No
0: shade to you, but Zell made the biggest impact on that season. And the only reason I'm gonna say this is because I feel like anybody who watched this said I would never work with that motherfucker. I'm sorry. What? Everybody I'm said sorry. that. I'm sorry. Like, he, to me, is the one that stood out the most. Because I just remember he thinking he is a wild motherfucking banshee. I've seen him like, you know how, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's that dude in X-Men? uh uh, Saber tooth, how he be running like that across the tables and shit. <laughs> I was sitting here like, what the fuck is going on for real? And and that was I would that was definitely no shade to you. I was just trying to be funny. i'm No, you know, it's <laughs> like
1: it's no, it's I don't even know. We we are cordial. Yeah. Um, we are in a cordial space. I don't see him like that. He don't see me like that. Yeah. We're not in the same conversation. That has to be um, TV.
0: I don't imagine somebody really being like that in a every day. No, we did not like life. each
1: other in real life. We did not
0: like each him. other.
1: Oh. That I don't, I don't imagine
0: somebody being able to handle business, get clientele, or do anything like that.
1: I don't know what he does. Um we're in a cordial space. I always joke now and say that we're like Kimmy. Ke- we're the Kim yeah. and Nini of loving hip hop yeah, in terms I of that. To get, yeah, we're we we you know, but at any given time. You know, it could go backwards or it can go forwards. Hopefully it only goes forwards. But, I mean, we are in two different conversations. Yes. And I did see there was a conversation online the other week where Milan had made comments about the gentlemen and different platforms that they utilize to make money. And, again, I just don't get in those conversations because that's not what I do. And that's I'm not on those platforms, so I can't speak on it. But how you get your money is how you get your money, and that's I just I deleted my
0: that. OnlyFans, but I was on there for good, maybe five.
1: I watch OnlyFans. I look. I seen your video.
0: Look, I look. I was on there. Look, you got to get it. How you live? But you know, I seen you on there. I know. I'm. I'm actually. You know what's crazy? I'm really embarrassed about. Well, I'm not embarrassed, but like when people. Why your dick is pretty? Why it is? Thank you. But I'm more like I'm bashful when it comes to stuff like that. Look, anytime you would ever see me post stuff like that, I would be cringing while posting it. Like I, like for real. Really? I'm I'm super like. Even listen, I've been with my boyfriend for three years, and when he said when he says sexual stuff to me, I'd be like, "Who are you?" Like I'm still. (laughs) But you know, a lot
1: of my I well, if you follow me on social, I do follow a lot of porn stars, but these are a lot a lot of them I know in real life, like I met a lot of them in Atlanta during COVID because I was in COVID. I was in Atlanta the entire pandemic. Well the whole 2020 I was in Atlanta there wasn't no pandemic. hell um, y'all, y'all were
0: still at the club.
1: We were still going out and partying, but these guys are real people. Yeah. I mean outside of the fantasy yeah. they a lot of them were bashful, a lot of them were yeah. actually really intelligent and yeah. very articulate yeah. and super nice and had regular jobs and. Had dogs and siblings and nieces and nephews like they were no different from me. You just got to see what they do at home. um So I my perception of them changed. Oh, you got to put some respect
0: on their name for real. Like I always say, it wasn't for me, but like the 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 effort you you got to put some respect on their name. So you know at the end of the day, I might not have respected I might not have respected Zell on Love and Hip Hop, but I respect what he's doing over there. Even though I don't watch, I ain't got no. Don't no reason.
1: Now I have not watched his OnlyFans videos. I have seen, I have seen clips on. Well, I've seen Zell naked before. I mean, his somebody, one of his exes had leaked his pictures back season four or five or something like that, and we were texting about it. Like, Child, I was like, because I hit him up, I was like, "Child, your pictures on the internet," and he was like, "Oh, my ex put it up." That's like, the it only wasn't reason a I thing did the OnlyFans,
0: like, literally, because I was like, once you get famous or if you get popping, somebody's gonna leak your shit, so you might as well mm-hmm. beat them to the damn punch. Just
1: <laughs> right, but I will tell you this much. Um, he did apologize to me off camera yeah. and it was right. It was we because we kept bumping into each other right after the season here. I mean, literally everywhere I would go, he was there, but my friends was ready to go. My friends was <laughs> like, Oh, this nigga think he gonna walk over here. Like it it got to that. It was like that in LA. It was like, you think you're going to walk over yeah. here if you want to, but you're going to lip back. So it got to that point And I was over it. Cause I was just like, I have a whole name and a resume and this moment is not going to define me. I need to let this shit go and move on. So this shit doesn't, doesn't decrease my energy any more than what it has. And of course we took, you know, people saw us and it was like a moment and it went on the internet. It was everywhere. And he got his job back. Um, I was at first when I got, and then when we got the call, that season six, he would be got he back. Got
0: job back. Um,
1: yeah.
0: um, mm. You I, what happens when you're nice and <laughs> apologize and hold yourself accountable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it just, we weren't, I wasn't trying to be buddy-buddy. Um, it's weird, like, I can't describe it, like, even though that moment happened and no one will ever forget it, though VH1 legally, le- VH1 legally cannot play that scene or that anymore, which is why you will never see me and Zell on the top moments of Love and Hip Hop, though we right. were one of the top moments. Uh, legally, they can't. Did, you, mean, do, that, did you do that? That moment changed the show. No, I didn't do it. The, the legal Viacom legal changed this sh- Viacom legal changed the format of the reunion, the show after Zell and I.
0: OK. And then also I've seen as, as well as uh, when it comes to the Black Lives Matter, I feel like after that happened, they started blacking out a lot of those scenes. Like if you watch some of those, like the compilation videos of the best moments and it comes like where they yeah. actually make contact, it gets blacked out and I'll be yeah. mad than a motherfucker because you know I'm, <laughs> I'm still pissed off I need a reunion for Atlanta because I need to see what happened between Light Skin, Keisha and goddamn Akbar.
1: Akbar oh my god and Tokyo yeah. that would have been explosive man. Ooh. that would have been a good reunion that would have been a good one they was
0: outside bopping Tokyo, I don't know if the car was already in motion, but she hit a Toyota Highlander, and that motherfucker And it, it shifted, I remember. That <laughs> would
1: also, woo! when... <laughs> I will also tell you, I would, I thought season 10 of New York was going to be an awesome season and a reunion, but the pandemic shut them down. That's when they brought Chrissy and Jim back, Kimbella and Jewels. Yandy, Yandy got off right. Yes, yeah, she did. Yandy got yeah. off. Yeah. They was going to get her yeah. ass. And
0: now she over in at, at, at Atlanta. She was like, here, I got to go before they before they hold me <laughs> They was going to get Yandy in, the, no, in New what York, gonna baby. What's going to happen is they're going to still have that New York. Reunion and they're gonna bring Yandy's ass via contract. Now you got to come back from Atlanta to come do this.
1: <laughs> I honestly don't believe that there's any more reunions for Love and Hip Hop, unfortunately.
0: Wow, oh, okay. Um,
1: this show, um, from what I, information I do have and what I do know, the show is taking a different direction as you all have seen on Atlanta and Miami, okay, and um. The family, the family reunion, takes the place of the reunion.
0: Gotcha. And so, with that being said, by you not being contracted mm-hmm. into that, you didn't get the to the reunion. I don't want to do
1: it. I got an invite. I was actually oh. invited to this to the reunion, the, the reunion that is airing now. Okay. I was in. I w- I did have a. How I, I'm. I'm just gonna tell the you. Whatever. I don't know. Um, you need be um,
0: careful for, for they try to put, flag our asses. <laughs>
1: No, I'll say, it's, I'll say it tastefully. Um, I was approached by Steve, um, Uncle Stevie. Stevie J hit me Woo! and asked me that I want to come the on good the reunion. And he wanted, to, he wanted to facilitate the conversation between Zell and I. And I told him that I did not want to have that conversation again. Because we had it already. And it, I didn't feel like that conversation needs to be had again. I didn't want to bring up new. I didn't want to, old. I didn't want old feelings to take over and it go somewhere else.
0: Pick me. Pick um, me. Pick p- please. Please, <laughs> pick me, please pick me. Please pick me. I,
1: I'm I'm doing so much more and I'm involved in so much now. And, and and I just didn't want that conversation to become. I didn't want that conversation to become a topic again. But Stevie J was championing. Stevie J was on it. Y'all. He, mean, who me, does he I think th-
0: he is to facilitate any conversation between anybody? Love him down. Love him down. But-
1: well, Uncle Stevie, actually, but when that happened, Stevie J reached out to me. Oh, Stevie okay, reached good. out. Okay. Me, Stevie reached out. Mimi reached I think everybody from the people from every city reached out and was like, whoa, Yo, that's not right.
0: If I had right. access to you, I would have. I think everybody, when they seen that moment, and it has nothing to. I don't even think. I don't even think it has nothing to do with gay film. I don't think it has nothing to do with that. I think when people seen that moment, that was like, hold on, that was just fucked up in it was. general. It you was. know what I'm saying? So, so I think like I think everybody felt like if I had access to you, I would have probably reached out and been like, are you cool? Like, do we need to pull up? It was. Sex? It you was know, a lot. Like. <laughs> Um, yeah and so I think I think the world I think the world really I hate to say sympathize because I don't want you to feel like we felt bad for you but I think we all had your back
1: no they did and I appreciated it I appreciated it because it was it was very unwarranted it was unexpected yes. it was a bitch yes. move and I'm always and I will always like call let, it level that. up
0: eye um, to eye, but whatever but don't to. don't sneak me like that like for real especially if you know I don't care mm Oh, can I ask you a question, exclusive? And don't don't hate me for this, but I got to know. What? (laughs) At the last reunion, Mm -hmm. you and Mickey were sitting right next to each other.
1: We sure was. And
0: it looked to me as if you had on the blazer to his pants.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Crazy thing is, so... I wear sequins, but if I was... Just made so, my first reunion I wore sequins. Mm-hmm. My sec, the second reunion, the second season five, I didn't go to the reunion because the day that they filmed that, my grandmother was having her mastectomy in LA and for her breast cancer. So, I wasn't going nowhere until I made sure me Ollie Roof Car was right. Oh, understood. Um, so Real. I missed that. Re- I missed that reunion, which was cool because outside the little Jay Will stuff I had going on, there wasn't really anything else for me to talk about. Yeah. Um third reunion. So I was like, okay, So I can't remember the designer's name. And that was actually a jumpsuit. I was like, I'm not wearing a jumpsuit because I'm fat and bloated and bald. My hair was... I had no hair at the time. My alopecia was crazy. I was like, I want pants. I want want those pants. Yeah. And he gave me the pants. So when Mickey walked out with that red blaze, I was like, did you watch what I wore? I said, I wore this jacket to my first reunion. (laughs) I was like... (laughs) I wasn't... I just was not expecting Mickey to have a sequence. I'm like, I'm the only gay. I'm one of two gay guys here. Three gay guys, anybody else
0: bring that up or ask you about that?
1: No, we joked about it backstage because I was like... I was looking at it. I was like, I said, did they swap? I was
0: like, did they swap backstage or something? I was like, he must have... I was oh, okay. so pissed.
1: I was like, I'm the only one that's supposed to have a sequence today. And here come this nigga with this long hair
0: y'all i'm putting the i'm putting the picture in this video just so y'all can see it it was hilarious it wasn't hilarious because they both looked amazing but it was just like it was, just, it was it was a coincidence like a mug i was like oh they came and out no the, one knew the what i was wearing
1: room. those pants literally got delivered to me the morning of the reunion from texas <laughs> i had to go to i had to go to hartsville atlanta airport and pick these pants up from they landed at 10 o'clock Ooh. and the reunion started filming at one
0: Imagine going out of your state, going everywhere else just to feel like you can get something that ain't nobody else going to have. And then when you get to that... Bu- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just bumped into him it not too like,
1: long ago. He's still doing good. Yeah. Really? <laughs>
0: i really i really liked him uh aside from him being gorgeous. Um he, he's he had a he seemed to be one of those really good vibey people. Like I feel he's like super vibey, he, he's super like, cool. Avocado toast and shit at those restaurants. Like he like and he like him a black chick. Like, yeah, we know we know what's going Mickey
1: on. Mickey and I got cool through monise Um off camera, we would always um off camera, the little crew that would always be at monise's house was myself, Mo. Booby and Mickey and Britney B and we would and um, and Jay Will. Well, excuse me, that was season. Excuse me, that was season five when Jay Will would come around. But Bridget Kelly was even with us season five. But season six,
0: Jay Will. Where Where am I? I I don't know. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying where? Why can I not put a face with his name? Jay Will. What did he? What did he have? Any other conflict in in the show or anything? Jay Will. I I can't remember. Everybody. I don't know him. I don't know. You it's don't like okay. him. You don't like him. I can tell. Your I didn't whole domain. say that. You're holding me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this out. I'm going to take that out.
1: <laughs> I know you're fine. I didn't say anything. Um, I, just, I don't know anything about him anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't talked to him in two years. So I don't, three years actually. So I don't, I don't know nothing about him. Um, but, uh, Mickey was cool. We got to hang out at Monisa's house. Booby was super cool. Booby is super cool. Like, I don't I know why it. he's 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 really cool and, he and Mickey. He country. He's he's nice. He's fun. I met his new girlfriend. She's amazing. Booby's cool. I like Boobie's... I mean, I said Booby. Mickey's cool. I like Mickey's girlfriend, Natalie. Like everybody is cool off camera. Just that when we go to work, we gotta work.
0: So it would be that thing. Do you ever go when you ever when you when you would go into scenes? Would you ever have? Like anxiety about like what the fuck is about to happen today? Like, who's about to try to come for me? Like, what? No. Like, okay. we didn't. We
1: never knew what scenes we were filming. Really? We never. They don't tell you. They tell you your dress code and your pickup time and what Not time the dress of, code. And, yeah, they what they tell you what the scene is. So they'll say, oh, they won't tell you what the scene is. They'll say they, they'll give you attire suggestions. So nightclub scene, where, you know, casual or dinner scene or beach scene. Like they tell us the, they tell us what the scene is, but they don't say what's in it.
0: You giving us some real behind the scenes shit. Like honestly, like I'd love I'd love to learn all this stuff because I'm eventually gonna get my face through one of these doors one day. So I'd love to kind of see how it goes, like behind the scenes, because so I can know what to expect when that do happen and I
1: ain't not Everybody's is not the same, though. Our love and hip-hop is a yeah. whole different design. I don't think anybody else's design <laughs> is like ours. But that's just pretty much how ours went. So they'll let you know. It's a beach. Dude, because you don't want to go, you don't want to be filming a beat scene In and you show up suit. with a fur jacket. And leggings. Yeah, you're at the beach. You're at the beach, right? The
0: Show up looking like um, Giselle somewhere like, girl, did you not get the memo? I'm just...
1: <laughs> right, like, yeah. And I mean, oh my, don't do Giselle like that. That's my... Don't do Giselle like that. I, you know what? I, I, I met those ladies when Potomac first premiered. and I went to their... I went to their series premiere party in DC. I met all the gr- original um, housewives then and Giselle and I, Giselle Robin and I stayed in contact because, um, you know, Robin did PR around. DC. Yeah. I remember that. Sorry. So I already knew Robin already from the scene and Robin is, um, Robin actually went to undergrad with one of my favorite cousins, um, Robins a Delta and my cousin's an AK but they graduated together and they're like each
0: other un- y'all are real people y'all yeah, are all real we're people just cause y'all on TV I'll be thinking y'all like all fake people I think like when the camera shut off y'all just shut down like I don't know that's okay so- yeah <laughs> and she's
1: she's really good friends with my cousin and they um she was at my cousin's baby's gosh, um baby shower and it's the first first couple birthdays and my cousin would come down from Jersey and would be in DC with Robin. so there she's a really cool person and Giselle was so nice um we had that whole little HBCU background and comedy. Yeah. she went to Hampton and I went to Virginia State and we did a couple of gigs together with Roland Martin doing commentary and a couple things and Robin came to my birthday put my going away party Um, with John Wall came like I was the shit in DC like it was cool Um, I love those ladies and I'm so glad that show is getting oh my the props God. that they're getting like they've been yes. delivering since the
0: first season they are and especially now with everything that's going on and the you know the different type of you know Rat tat, tat 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 you you know like there's a lot going on and I, trust I me. I love Monique blue. I
1: love Monique Monique oh. is awesome Monique's Monique's how I met Monique, I Monique. Her, her sister she was auditioning for the show and her sister is my neighbor in LA her Sister, okay, and we, we go to the bar to guess what I like, drink, everybody. And she was like, My sister's auditioning to be, she's like, she's about to be the next Potomac Housewife. And I was like, Oh, shit. I know those ladies. So when she got cast in for it, I had already met Monique and talked to her on the phone and whatnot, and she had been out to LA and we got to finally use it. So when she was on the show, it was just like, it wasn't me taking her side over Candace because I don't care for Candace. Yeah, I know Monique in real life, and I know her family. And her sister's a good friend of mine, and that's my neighbor. So
0: her Monique is probably the, was the most probably genuine one on there, if I can be completely honest with you. I feel like Love I, one thing I loved about her is every time she had a green screen or whatever the thing may be, I feel like every time she said something me, if it was serious, sad, whatever, she would always end it with a laugh, and her laugh to me just lights up whatever room she's in and so i was actually very disappointed at the way things ended and how she went out on the show you know what i'm saying because but she got a
1: new show she's on own now she's about to Ooh. be love love and marriage love and marriage dmv
0: and she, and she also has her own podcast as well uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah uh, not for lazy moms if i'm not mistaken not for lazy moms yeah yes. uh, but like okay so i'm gonna say this i think out of the, that hope that franchise my favorite might have been like hold on Katie, that girl—it was hilarious. Katie's Katie, I, I like all hilarious. the
1: housewives that have been on Potomac minus Candace.
0: I, you know, okay, I'm gonna say this about Candace. I think that I'm, you know, it's like that on the fence thing, and the only reason why it's this is because I feel like for me, I love her wit. I love her wit.
1: No, Candace is awesome. I mean i see. I've worked in production and I've been talent, and I've worked in the office. So, from a production standpoint. Candace is TV gold. She's, she's quick-witted. She's witty. She has the one-liners. No
0: accountability, though. She,
1: she, has, she has, as a person, I hate her. I hate that she does not take accountability. accountability for anything. Yeah. Like, the difference in, because people were saying online, how can you support Monique and the situation, the altercation that happened with her and Candace when the same thing happened to you. And so I had to let them know. And I'm going to say it here. Let's say it. The difference between Candace and Monique's situation and mine and Zell's situation. I was told I was being forced to accept an apology that I did not want. I was I said no. They allowed him to walk across the stage. There was no bantering. There was no conversation back and forth of, True. drag me, Monique. Drag me, Zell. Drag yeah. me, hit me, Zell. Do what you want to do to me, Zell. It was no conversation. And when he, I responded the way I wanted, which was the face I made, saying, no, I don't want to shake his hand, he reacted. It was unwarranted, and it was unexpected. Monique, I said Monique, Lord. She must be my Monique. Talking. Monique. <laughs> was taunted by Candace. Candace asked to be dragged. She asked to be assaulted. Yes. Not thinking she would be and she got her ass. She actually asked Monique to drag her a season previously.
0: Yes she did. I thought I felt like she was begging for it. I thought it was like hey can you please
1: drag me? Like will you drag me? Asked for it for two seasons and me? Monique gave it to her. I so I no I don't think that we are the. our situations are not the same. Yes now Monique's hair was all over I mean Candace's hair was all over the place. You know, my hair was still in place, though, but I had blood on my hands. But, Moni, it's just that you can't compare those two situations because one was unwarranted yes. and one was one was provoked. Can I also
0: say my little thing on that, too, is yeah. the reason why you can't compare those situations is because I feel like this. I feel like, and I, I'm probably wrong, and this is probably a behavior or something that probably needs to be unlearned by a lot of us in the black community, but I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of don't write a check that your ass can't cash and I feel like you, I'm going to just say this, you on level ground, whatever, had you started popping off at Zell, had you started saying whatever, I feel like that would not have been a situation where had y'all gotten a fight and you got your ass whipped, you'd been like, well, he attacked me because you would have probably known, like, I don't know. I just feel like she, if you can't fight, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, you, you, you make too much noise. You make way too much noise to not think that people in our community is gonna pop your ass. I mean that's crazy to me, like people don't handle conflict the same, like you can't just be like, no.
1: blah, 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 blah,
0: and then get like and then be just distraught when somebody rock your goddamn wig off your head. Thank God for whatever heck it owner
1: with and see, you have to understand <laughs> and you have to understand too with love and hip hop um that show changed. the reality tv in general but with love and hip-hop everyone knows that we have security so people always online you know everybody's a tv producer on on the internet yes we are he only said that he only yes y'all are (laughs) he only said that because security is over there like how i'm talking to you right here security is probably back there where that tree is there's a 10 second window a lot can happen in 10 seconds and you have to remember, security is not necessarily there for us. The security is there in place so that you don't knock over these multi-thousand-dollar Camera. cameras.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. we have
1: at least, there's at least four cameras. There's at least four cameras in place.
0: Then we can talk about up.
1: So they're, they're there as well to protect the cameramen while they're catching the action as well.
0: You know what? I saw my first example of seeing what you're talking about. Season one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Monique and Lil F- uh, Fizz's girlfriend Amanda, while they were sitting at that table, I saw, I literally saw Monique. She was just sitting there. She was cool, calm, and collected. She was looking and around know,
1: at the cameraman, like, so I don't, because we her, have to I pay for that. For
0: security. I seen her, when I seen her cut her eyes, I was like, I thought she was saying, How quick can I get this girl before security get over here? And I seen her cut her eyes, like, mm hmm. Yink. and I was like, oh, that's my type of bitch. She wasn't talking shit because security was there. She was trying to see what she could do before security got there.
1: <laughs> so you have to remember, and then see, our security guards, we have the same security guards every scene, all season. Most of our security guards are there with us. Like, my one of my favorites, he's been there with us for the last three seasons, but they know our personalities and they know certain facial expressions we make and they listen for certain hot words. Uh-huh. So when they hear me, so, like, when I would argue... <laughs> I'm doing it you now. You got me.
0: me fucked up. Oh, got to go. I'm doing it
1: now. So when I'm talking and I'm doing this, they know. Oh, Ray's getting frustrated. Like the conversation is going left because I'm tapping my finger. I'm tapping, so they know that that tap means Ray's about to either throw something. He's going to get up, or this conversation about to get about to escalate. And see, no one ever knows how it goes going to go with me because I've never fully let loose on camera. Yeah. But there have been situations. Congrats. Thank you. But there has been situations off camera where they've had to restrain me. And I just was like, y'all not going to get me here again. It's not going to happen again. Like they they referenced it because that scene where I was arguing with him at the Masika event and they zoomed me down them steps. There's a whole five minutes they cut out because I tore that place up. I was grabbing everything because I was like, I ripped the sleeve off my jacket.
0: Somebody got hurt that day if I'm not mistaken, when he fell on top of one of those girls and I thought that that was so, so, so... She did. So she did
1: get hurt. She wrote I me on Twitter that, about it.
0: I would I looked at him and was like, you are... Out. Now, I think he fell on one of the girls that he was with, either Masika or... So, so he fell on top of somebody mm-hmm. or some... Nia, I think. I was just like, what, what type of man is willing to put women in danger? Nigga, just when just he to,
1: leaped across the... T- I would never forget when we was in that scene when we followed... It was after months and months and months of trying to get Masika and Alexis in the same scene. They tricked When Zell leaped across that table- Alexis walked
0: across the street, she was like, oh, so she don't want to talk to me. We was like, bitch, what the fuck was you here for the whole time? All you said was, oh, I'm gonna just let her go because she don't want to talk. Really?
1: And he leaped across that table, He leaped on, Moniz tried to get out the way and he ended up leaping over into Moniz and the security guard fell on her. The security guard jumped in front of me. Another security guard tackled him from the side, knocked Moniz and a cameraman over. Moniz's leg was bruised for like three months. Moniz was bruised
0: as a man as a man once you see a I'm sorry like I get I get your rage I get having blind rage and I get like feeling like you got to just get some shit
1: that scene wasn't even supposed to be about this when I tell you that was such a yeah. big deal that scene because Monique they have been trying to get I, I can't even stress to you all they in, if for we filmed for nine months for five months straight they have been trying to get Masika and Alexis in a scene together and it Fine, they finally got. And Masika
0: it. said, "I'm done and making bitches superstars and walked the fuck out."
1: And when he so when he leaped across and did all that extra shit, it took the attention off of it. Allowed then Masika to escape and go out to scene. It it he that that moment that it became about us again, but it sabotaged what yeah. was supposed to
0: happen. Uh. So my thing is, I don't feel like. That, listen, the way that I see, okay, yeah, because I felt like y'all was trying to, y'all was trying to trap her, What y'all? Yeah, I forgot. Oh
1: no, but they you didn't. Know? But they didn't show it. They didn't show it correctly. When we were sitting down talking, they told me, "Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't talk about that." Okay. When she when
0: when I remember they remember now, up, y'all brought y'all brought their y'all brought her there so they could talk because y'all was tired of that shit. I remember. Wa- okay, she was yeah. walking
1: up. I was facing her. Masika's was back. I was talking to see that's how real friends talk. I was talking with my eyes in the scene. I'm like, because I could, because I literally, <laughs> literally, I was told one second before she walked in, it was like she's about to come in, Mr. Ray. You need to tell him a secret now, and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I got to do it. Monique can't. Moniece was like, I'm not in it. So I'm just like, girl, <laughs> we had a conversation. And um, they they did not air it in its entirety, but Masika t- stood up, walked, extended. Oh, cause you know she's tall. She extended over that couch and yanked Alexis. She yanked her. It didn't even. There wasn't even a conversation. She yanked her and uh, pulled her towards that sofa, and security had to push her back. Had to move, had to split them up, and after that, it was done. It was just chaos after that. So they,
0: so they edited that scene because I felt like Masika, what I seen was Masika. it she turned around and tried to yank oh, her, oh no, ass, she made contact
1: then, with her and she pulled her forward. She really? got a hold of
0: her. Well, that's probably why whenever they got outside after that scene and Masika was across the street, Alexa was just walking. She was like, well,
1: I, I don't know if I want to go talk to her again. Masika did not know that Alexa was
0: going to be there. That's crazy. I would have been pissed too. I would have been pissed, but I, I get where y'all coming from because I felt like y'all's, everything that y'all probably wanted to have discussed through the season and things that were supposed to happen through the season were getting trumped over by Alexa Skye and Masika. Like, it was just like, everybody fell out. Everybody fell out.
1: Everybody was decent season four, and they were no friends on season four. Yeah, like, everybody ended up falling <laughs> out over those two
0: girls. And I was like, yeah. damn, Alexis touched down and caused hell.
1: I mean, it was already hell, because you got to remember, Hollywood was the big show. I mean, you had a Masika, you had Monique, you had Nikki, you had Tiara, you had Hazel. I mean, you had girls with big personalities, like... It was, it was big, and then that stuff with Betty, you know, with Masika having the baby, and then coming back on the show, and she came, I mean, Masika was the queen bee. Her and Monique were the queen, and, and Hazel and Tierra, they were the queen bees. I mean, because if honestly, Brooke Valentine, every scene I'm telling you about, Brooke was there. She just was over on the side, and like, she got overshadowed by all the commotion that
0: was going on. Is that probably why she came in all messy and shit in that last season with her gorgeous ass?
1: But you see, she had this. I mean, Brooke is... I like Brooke in real life. I do like Brooke. I feel
0: like I would, Um,
1: She understands the assignment.
0: And her edges is always laid. Laid.
1: That's the... Her, she's gorgeous. Her daughter is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. She's such a Brooke they're, is they're really a cool.
0: Family. They're a beautiful family.
1: We can we all hung right before season four aired. I love my cast that we came on with season four, me, Bridget Kelly, Brooke, Keisha Cole, Booby. Um,
0: we were I think season four was a dope addition.
1: I am think I we were really
0: here talking to you right now. Hold on. I'm just like, am I is this am I really this is real. I'm. Re- I don't think this is registered to me just yet. Like I'm really sitting over here talking to to Mr. Ray right now, Mr. Ray Cunningham. I don't uh, think, do y'all know that? I don't. I don't even have no audience. I'm looking around trying to hope somebody's gonna pinch be- <laughs> <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> no, I just it's 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 crazy. It's, um, and I have stories for days.
0: I believe but it.
1: This it was it it was a moment in time. It was a chapter. Um, I'm ready for that chapter to. Kind of conclude, um, but I I I owe it to myself, and I owe it to the people that support me. And then to see where I am now, like I lost the weight, grew my hair back, I'm I'm in a whole different place. And the last reference anybody saw of me was when I was, you know, my alopecia. I had no eyebrows, I had no beard, I was bald. The steroid I was taking had bloated me, so I looked like a horrible egg. And I got slapped by A1 over oh something that we discussed off-camera. But I also um, love
0: that you got his ass back. I'm so glad that you <laughs> got his ass back because I felt like, no, because, no, I'm going to keep it real because I'm not going to call you the underdog. I'm definitely not going to call you the underdog. But one thing— On that, Love & Hip
1: Hop, they that's how they wanted me. That's On Love & Hip Hop, the powers that be want that.
0: No, fuck that. I'm so glad. When I I start to see more than one person kind of come at the same person on a physical level, then that kind of just... I feel like, no, fuck that. Like, y'all ain't about to be out here bullying me. So when you got it, then you throw a drink in his face.
1: Orange juice. And I was mad about throwing that orange juice because I needed that orange juice because <laughs> my sugar was low. I was like, I need my sugar. Because <laughs> I have hypoglycemia, so my sugar gets low at, occasionally at different times.
0: Okay. And
1: that was the juice that I was supposed to drink in the scene because I had told them, I said, hey, my, I feel a little lightheaded. I said, but I'm good. I, I said, I had, I got a little, they gave me a snack to eat real quick. And I said, oh, can you guys give me some orange juice? I said, I'm going to need the orange juice so I can drink that. And I said, that'll level my, that'll level me out and I'll be good for the conversation we're going to have. Because I already knew, the conversation was like we had that was an impromptu scene it had to happen because you think someone did that happen because your sugar scene.
0: was low do you think that do you think like did you think you just flipped out because your sugar like do you, you had an imbalance or something like that He was like fuck it I like whatever like
1: no i don't waste orange juice in those moments that's a life or death thing <laughs> but once i threw it i was like that's why when I threw it you saw my face go shit cause I was like oh my god I need that
0: (laughs) I love it I'm getting all this I feel like this is definitely I feel like all this shit is stuff that nobody else is saying or hearing nowhere else And I I haven't talked about it you giving me some exclusive shit like even even just Things about the casting or just whatever in general. I don't really hear that many people when I do watch them do interviews and stuff like that even go into in depth as you. So I think that's so lit. That well, because
1: they're talent. I actually have, to, like I said, I have the. I Ooh. worked in the office. Ooh. I worked. I worked in production in the office and as talent, but they they are just talent.
0: So would you would you ever, um, you know, given past circumstances or whatever the case may be, would you ever? Do you think? Let me ask you this, first off. Are you single?
1: No one has, there's there's no ring on this hand. I'm not sitting there. I am talking to someone for hours and hours and hours on the phone. <laughs> um, only, okay. And that's only because I'm home visiting for the holiday, but he does live in Los Angeles. Um, okay. We're not dating. I'm not dating anyone. You slide in my, you just, listen, catch me while I care. That's the only thing I can say. I'm a whole Aries. I'm,
0: When's your birthday?
1: April 15th.
0: March 25th, I feel you. So
1: when I'm in the mood, I'm in the mood. And when I'm not, I'm not. And that's just where I'm at with that. I'm not pressed to be married. I'm not pressed to look. I'm not pressed to have an Instagram relationship so y'all can be like black couple goals when y'all all fucking each other. So no.
0: If you were to ever get into another serious relationship or, or you know, a, a situation, are you comfortable putting it out there? Because no. like I've been with my man for three years and hardly anybody know what his ass looked like.
1: Um, I've learned my lesson with dating in the industry. I've learned lessons about dating in the industry, um, dating outside the industry. Dating in the industry is difficult because we all have this private sector of our life that we all keep private to ourselves, whether we post it or not. But dating outside of the industry... It's like you have to constantly stroke their ego to make them feel... Because they they doubt themselves. Why yeah. are you talking to me? I ain't in the industry. Why you want to be with me? Ooh. Oh, you must be talking to this person too. Because I know I can't do nothing for you like that. Or like, I know who you are. I know what you do. Wow. That's talking to you. Like, you, 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 what you... Your job and your living situation, your, your career. I know all that. Yeah.
0: But
1: they feel insecure about it because of what I do. So... I don't mind dating outside the industry because everybody always tells the first, the first thing everybody always says is I ain't trying to be in the business.
0: And do you have to feel like you got to look out for people trying to foster certain relationships or, or things like that with you, especially given the fact that you've done PR. So, I mean, they look at you and they probably be like, shit, he's in the industry and they do PR. Like, I need to be either his man, his friend, his cousin's best friend's man or something <laughs> like Do you that.
1: See- I... I went through a phase of my life where I feel like I missed out on a really awesome relationship with someone because I let my insecurities of they're only talking to me because I'm associated with this person or with this situ or these platforms okay. or because I'm on these yeah. platforms, that's why you're here. There's no other reason for you to be here because I was I was not a secure person with who I was I was I was insecure about my weight I was insecure about being on TV because I'm like everybody's looking at yeah. me so you're only you're looking at me how they look at yeah. me I didn't feel like they were looking at me as Ray I thought they were looking at me as Mr. Mr. Ray, Ray from da da da, da yeah. and I let that manifest and fester in me and it became it, it blocked some blessings and one of those blessings was a uh, was a relationship that I think. I might have been married right now, but you never know. I and mean, I don't live—I don't live my life in that of could have, should have, woulda. Um, but going forward, I don't let that lead me anymore. I just pay attention to the—I just pay attention to the signals and the flags.
0: Okay. Do you do you feel like?
1: Because everybody wants something.
0: I do feel like every relationship is give and take. I do I do feel like that, you know. Bro, that's what a relationship it's love is. You're affection. supposed to
1: grow. Yeah. yeah, you're supposed to level up in a relationship. Your, your relationship should make you level up financially, spiritually, sexually. Yeah. Intellectually, I mean, every which way, you're supposed to build and grow and take something from him, he takes something from you, and y'all grow together. So, yeah, it's supposed to be a give-and-take thing. That's what a relationship is. So, do you feel like... It's getting, just the opposite of the negative thing. Do you feel
0: like, like it. it's a thing? Because I've said this before. Do you feel like it's a thing that some people or you could possibly meet your soulmate, but just at the wrong time?
1: sure, I've met two soulmates, and they were bottoms. Mm. <laughs> and I said, well, I know this ain't going to work, so...
0: You know, I actually heard somebody tell me one time, because I was referring to one of my exes as my soulmate. I was like, that's my soulmate. That's my soulmate. And they was like, when you tell yourself that, you're literally locking yourself into a contract with yourself because you're telling yourself that this person is the person that you have to be with. Yeah. It's like, and then you start to like, you really start to just put up with them anything just because you feel like, that's my soulmate. Like, man, come on.
1: Been there, uh, done that. Fuck that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh... let's,
0: okay. So let's, let's ask this. Aside from, you know, the, you know, your gentleman that you're, you know, speaking with now, um, what is something that you would consider like a deal breaker? Like if you were to get in a relationship and what is that one non-negotiable for you?
1: I'm not doing no poly shit.
0: Okay. So, okay. Let me ask you this. So would you, do you think cheating's a deal breaker?
1: Cheating is definitely a deal breaker. I won't, I won't be able to trust
0: you. Okay. So cheating, let, this, you cheat? Don't let you
1: can cheat. Just don't let me find out.
0: <laughs> That's an LA shit. Uh-uh. Go uh-uh. Go back to where you from? Because <laughs> your mama and them and your grandma them they ain't gonna say that. Uh-uh. <laughs> don't let me because you, you, like you the, it's the only it's only it's only
1: cheating when you when you find out. Because until then. I mean there's, there's there's people who are in love love their wives and husbands yeah and they go out and do these different little fetish and little things like that not, that doesn't mean that he don't respect our house and don't respect me He's I just, agree. I might not be down with you know doing whatever he want to do and
0: if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it did it make a noise <laughs> No like look my thing is like I feel like I don't, okay. Now, look, maybe you cheat on me once and ain't no deal breaker. Now, you keep going.
1: No, 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 no. There's no keep going. If I find out it's over. Okay, so you want to know? Yes. Okay. If I find out it is over.
0: Man, let me tell you. I used, you know, when when I was your age, I used to think that same thing. Uh, I'm just. so okay so unless so, the dick
1: is good then i'll be like you know what all right
0: and that's typically what it is it's a nigga <laughs> named daquan with a 10 inch nine inch well i don't know because some people don't like big, dick, I, I like big. A curve in it. i'm a size you got a curve i'm a it. size
1: queen i like it big you a size queen sure so
0: it's, it's a nigga named daquan with a nine inch dick that got a curve in it that looked like a boomerang which means that every time he fuck you you're gonna come back so i just feel like if that dick good how many times you gonna let him cheat on you then? I feel
1: so the deal breaker in that situation was in, until I catch an STD. Cause if you out here cheating and you bring something home, then it's over.
0: <laughs> Bruh, I'm crying, but that dick mad. It's, no, it's his
1: and theirs now. Cause y'all can have that together. I right? <laughs>
0: No, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Um, so okay. When it comes to your like dating status, at this point, are you just kind of like, I don't want to date somebody in the industry. Like, I just don't like
1: actively dating. Like, I have my my phone ain't dry, neither these DMs, and neither nothing else. Um, (laughs) I'm having fun. No, I
0: always get I always get so scared because I always feel like. There's a th- like I'm not going to mention a certain instance or a certain quote or anything because I, it might be kind of traumatic for you. But I remember when you was on, on Love and Hip Hop and Zell was saying whatever he was saying, he mentioned a certain thing about an encounter that he had with maybe your man or ex or something like that at the time. And to me, that's why I get so scared about public relationships because I don't want to ever get in a situation where now my face is out here and then you got... Jim Jam and whoever else saying, Oh, this, that, this, this, this. so I understand why people don't put they fucking public like in the industry. I understand why people don't want to be like on front of the street like that. Y'all ain't
1: about to fuck my shit up. Well, that's almost like the situation with Nene and Sheree. Tyrone ain't on that. Sh- Tyrone is not a cast member on that show, so he should not have been a topic of conversation.
0: Ooh. man, my
1: ex at the time, the, the person that I was dealing with was not a cast member. Now, granted, I did get him the opportunity to film two or three scenes with us, but I did not Mm -hmm. know their background. I did not know that they had dealt with each other previously because at that point in time, me and Zell was at level 10 of where we was at. So, but yeah. no one knew
0: i'm not i'm not i'm not making you feel so comfortable bringing no, this no. up like, i don't give okay, a shit about okay, him
1: okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> i didn't i didn't but when it started coming up on the show and then they were put of course it's drama oh not only do they hate each other over these girls they hate each other now over this man so and of course he was playing into it cuz again everybody wants something um it just it it, it it became more than what i wanted it to be Cause me being on this show wasn't about me who I was dating, even though it's called Love and Hip Hop. Um, that that was not the original narrative that I was going for. Um, I just I that's the the show made that situation bigger than what it should have been. How many times have we met? How so, many times have you met, met somebody?
0: Production.
1: Not even the production. The show made it. I mean, again, it's loving it's oh, loving Hip Hop.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: who who don't want to be associated with or on that platform Well, back then. I don't know how people feel about it now, but back then, you know, that's, it was the shit. And so, Oh, I'm, I'm talking to this guy and I also used to talk to that guy, but me and that guy don't get along. Um, so this, oh this can work in my behalf. And that's how it was built. That's how that became what it was. Um, I'm shit. I'm trying to remember all the way back to that.
0: Well, see, I have a, I love ratchet TV, which is what I call it. And, uh, you know, but not in a bad way. I just love like, to me, when I, what I call it ratchet TV, I like to watch, it's so weird to me to watch white people on TV. Like, like reality TV, because it's not, they don't typically have the same kind of reality that I have. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like I can watch selling, you know, selling sunset and that's cute and everything, but I like selling Tampa. You know what I'm saying? I never like,
1: saw it, but they said they, they never sold the house either.
0: But you know what they not on there, they haven't, but like they I think behind the scenes, I think they just getting into the like the drama part of it if for I don't but know what's the but, purpose
1: of having an ensemble show about right. selling real estate, right. you don't sell not one house,
0: they'd be showing the houses, I don't know, they like an open house uh third party open house carrier or something. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good. It's good TV. Yeah. It's good. TV. I'm more so just saying because, like, even with them being real estate agents and selling these multi million dollar houses, they still sisters. You know what I'm saying? So they still have a certain dynamic and they have a certain way that they can relate to the audience. Like I, I ain't watch uh, whatever. I have just now started watching the one with Garcelle in it because she's in there. Oh the, yeah, Beverly Hills is good. Erica Jane, She's the she's about the blackest shit they done had on there before uh, Garcelle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. All right, everybody. So now we about to get into my new segment. Y'all know it's the second time that we done had this thing come on through. And it's called <laughs> I just can't help myself. And basically, what this is, I just need for you to tell me what can't you help yourself when it comes to the music? When it comes, like, what can't you just, uh, uh, apparently it's hours and hours, but I'm just saying, like, what song or what artist or what album, what is it that you just can't help yourself to keep on repeat right now?
1: Um, I would say Wale's album, 2, definitely on repeat. Um, Summer Walker is still over, is on repeat. And for some reason, I've been playing um throwback SWV a lot.
0: Okay, you always on my Yeah, mind. I love
1: SWV. I love... They're sampling a lot of this girl's music now. They So are. I hear them and everything. You know mm-hmm. what? They're sampling...
0: I don't, and one thing I will say this, because you know how a lot of people got on Nor uh nor Normani. Norman, Normani.
1: Normani. What did you call her? Yes. Normplay?
0: No, I, what you said. Oh, uh, but... <laughs> When they, she did her wild her wild side song and a lot I of people like was it. giving her help. Well, honestly, it's crazy because I didn't like it at first, but I played it in the car a couple days ago. And like when you turn it up and put the bass in it, it's, it's actually a cute little flow. The video, um, the video
1: were, was amazing. I just don't like the song.
0: Yeah. And i would say like people were giving her hell for sampling an Aaliyah song. And, you know, there were so many people that was like, she don't need to be doing it. Let me tell you about a summer walker, though. Summer Walker can sample the fuck out of an Aaliyah song. Period. I don't know what that uh what is it? Throw it away. Mm-hmm. Uh that's the uh what is that uh Aaliyah song that whatever, but it's uh, it's something Timbling it's something throwback, and it's something whatever. Uh <laughs> but so I think for me, y'all be surprised. Like, I don't never like I told I told Jeremy I don't know none of these little Uzi Kunji Karisha dolls now this out nowadays. I really know just a couple of them. Um mm-hmm. I'll be listening to this damn Tamar. I love Tamar. Hell that's just I, I love
1: Tamar too. That's She's nice. only
0: like when I get on the airplane, that's the only voice I can hear to calm myself down to think I'm not about to fly. I know it's weird. It's weird. But yeah, <laughs> so that's, so that's that's my can't help myself. Y'all already know when I got on stage with her, that just solidified her, you know, role in my life. And so I'm that's always my D M
1: V sister. I love me some Tamar. I think about two Thanksgivings ago. In LA, we uh, we went to her house for Thanksgiving, and she gave me chitlins on China, honey. And so Man, uh, I, I love me you some down and I love Tracy. Tracy's my area sister. I love me some Tracy yes, too.
0: Love Tracy, and you know what? She actually did a uh, she actually did a song with Candice on. Believe it or not, Candice's album amazing. Never and she actually she actually did a feature with Tracy on there. Up, uh, it's really it's beautiful. Never heard um, Candice's music. Yeah, but you know,
1: no, she's... no, no, let me not, let me not cap. She, Candace has but a song God that I like. That, that is, I don't know what that is either. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. I like the I like the go go song she had.
0: You hate her, you hate her, you hate her. He was like, uh, 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 I don't know about none of that. Uh, uh. <laughs>
1: I like the go go song, I the yeah, go go remix I, of I, I See You.
0: Yeah, because I heard she didn't really do a good job performing that live, but we're just gonna leave that where it is. I never okay, saw her uh,
1: performing live.
0: Well, I watched the. I watched the. She performed it live for her at her wedding. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That oh. was a slow version. I like the go go version.
0: The go go. Yeah, I do. That go go beat was lit, though. I do like that. I just. She was actually my introduction to go go music. I didn't know it was a thing that was kind of specific to that area. She introduced I, you to go go? Well, I'm not. I'm not. Uh-uh. So I'm In not, this
1: interview. Uh uh-uh.
0: uh. No, listen, uh, no, not like that. I didn't know that there was a certain. So listen, my type of go-go music is, listen, I I was a go-go boy. So that's all I know. Like I know about shaking dick in a in a jockstrap to go-go music. Like to me, you I didn't never know
1: heard was, go-go music in DC.
0: I didn't know there was a specific. I didn't know it was specific to like the DMV area. Yeah. It's amazing. I didn't know that at all. Like, you know, so that actually
1: A marie A, a. Mari was that this one thing was go-go what hold
0: on is that the song where she was gobbling
1: gobble 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 whatever she was saying yeah <laughs> that's a go-go beat that's a go-go
0: band i didn't know that i didn't I, I wasn't familiar but that's the that's the thing about you learn something every day you know what i'm saying um doing right, the butt I, from school days doing the butt,
1: eh, that's go-go i didn't know i'm sorry don't friend. tell nobody else that candace from potomac is the reason why you sound about gogo. don't tell nobody else that
0: don't tell nobody, should I cut this out the interview? No, keep it in the interview.
1: Keep it in. But don't tell nobody else that, she, that she's the reason why you don't okay.
0: go is. Okay, 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 okay. All righty. Okay, so y'all, listen, we are coming to the end of the show. I want to thank Mr. Ray Cunningham for coming here and spending his nice little hour and a half of his time and not charging me because you know it. <laughs> I know his high. I know that race time, <laughs> but I really, I'm so glad that he really took the time out for it. Cause I really consider myself a little man sometimes. And I think that it's so, I think it speaks volumes when people of your stature or people of what to do what you do, take time to give back to people just wanting to come up because mm-hmm. you see, you, you probably experienced a struggle. So yeah. I have known you for about 15 years, man. And you don't even understand. You were probably the, only person that I've met that I've been able to follow on a consistent basis like that. Well, not met, but you know what I'm saying, yeah. virtual. It's COVID. It's COVID. Um, right. But I'm so appreciative of you being my my sixth guest on here. Wow, seven, cool. Seven. I think seven. I'm getting my episodes mixed up, whatever. But I want y'all to uh, make sure that y'all go follow Mr. Ray on Instagram. Y'all see it scrolling down right here. Mr. Ray. Yeah, my other page got
1: disabled. So if y'all see it, people think it's a fake page and it's not verified yet because I have it private. But I like the private life on IG. It's no, cute. No, for
0: real. I'm about to go follow. Make sure you follow me back. Friend. I'm going to follow you on there. I, am. I got and then, And then uh, also, what's your Twitter?
1: Uh, Mr. Ray. That's verified. Mr. Ray is verified.
0: All right. So with that being said, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and end this show real quick. I'll be and back so for part have, two. Yes, he is. Oh, he ain't got no toys. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, so yesterday happened the way that it did. So today could happen the way that it should. Yesterday happened the way that it did, so tomorrow could happen the way I fucked that all the way up. Yesterday happened the way that it did, so today could happen the way that it should. Today happened the way that it should, so tomorrow could happen the way that it Amen. should. Amen. Nothing that will be putting your path that a OnlyFans bag can't fix, and everybody's mama's is hoes. Uh, there was one at one point. whatever. <laughs> <up. laughs> and I want to thank all of y'all for tuning back in to another episode of
1: The Kids Chronicles. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so happy.